0: 37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review.
1: Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. It's a new year and we're rested and feline amazing and ready to talk about classic number twenty, 1970's The Aristocats. I have a mouth like a hippolotamus, I'm Chris Fletcher.
2: I'm not a lady. I'm nothing but a sister. I'm Lucy Rain.
0: This little guy's on the level. Hello, children. I'm Hugh Rain.
1: Hello, everybody. Both of you.
2: Oh, hi. Hello. How are you doing? We're good. I'm not sure we can remember how to record a podcast. It feels like forever.
1: All the settings on my laptop were wrong, so it's taken a little while to get going as well.
2: I mean, we haven't recorded a podcast since last year. Am I right?
1: Yeah, at least. (laughs) We recorded, what, one in December?
3: Mm. Did
1: we? For for the... uh... It was all Christmasy
0: the last time we were doing this. Yeah. I miss it.
1: We did that back in October or something. (laughs) I didn't do the Christmas
0: stuff. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm using the remainder of the... Christmas candles—they're burning behind me. There's just a little bit left in each one. Just as a bit of a hark back, um, it smells amazing.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Oh, and also, uh, listeners will be glad to notice—glad uh, uh, to note—that we're not eating because Lucy and I are doing like a bit of a, a diet where we can't eat after six. And I'm starving. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just water today—no crinkling wrappers or crisps or biscuits or anything.
1: No. Mm. And rubber um, coasters. Which don't make a noise, although he was about to put his knot onto that. Do
0: you know what? I don't even see that, yeah. Listen to this.
1: Oh, it's kind of a thud. That probably will come through. <laughs> yeah, good. So today we're going to talk about the Aristocats. The Aristocats. The Aristocats.
2: I would say Aristocats.
0: Now, Chris does a thing where he does like a... Like a how would you describe that? Like a um, fl- uh, flamenco-style uh, clicking of your fingers? Clicking of my fingers,
1: yeah. And what is that about? Um, that's a reference to the aristocrats joke. Um, this is a, a joke told by comedians. It's, it's what they used to warm up before they go on stage, apparently, um, in the past. Probably not current comedians, Like, but there's a documentary about it called The Aristocrats um yeah and uh, it's got people like whoopi goldberg robbie williams um, were you gonna say robbie williams i, didn't, I have to robbie think williams. about that whenever i
0: say either of those i have to really think about which mm. one it is robbie started, or robin
1: so i am thinking robbie in williams kind of works and i just about get away with it when i'm not with you <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but the gist of the joke is this a family go to a talent agency and the guys go great what what's your act and then they perform their act and generally it's absolutely hideous what they talk about. So there's incest thrown in there and all kinds of um, acrobatics and uh, sexual um, things go into there. And Basically, the comedians make it up as they go along. And then the agent at the end says, that's fantastic. What do you call the act? And they go, the aristocrat. I can't think even... <laughs> the aristocrats. Like that. And that's it. I, I, I still don't think I get it. No. Uh, well, look up the documentary. Okay. Okay. Um, me and Ben Telford, a mutual friend, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Ben! Happy birthday, Ben! Um, and uh, Dan Reardon. We once spent an evening telling the aristocrats—done it again—the aristocrats joke um, in the pub, and taking it in turns when we'd run out of ideas. And uh, Ben recorded the whole thing. So if you ever want to hear the joke, I think we've got one
0: that's about an hour and twenty minutes long. I'll take that.
1: And so,
2: this so. is when we find out who had the most sick and twisted mind of the three of you
0: send it over that'd be ben
1: yeah my, Mon-
2: mo- my money's on ben do
0: you know
1: what though at that point in time i was uh,
2: really sick and twisted
1: yeah there's there's a lot of words that i don't don't even know these days that, that got into that <laughs> conversation so and when you're goading each other as well around in a pub with with uh, the beer flowing mm-hmm. you know you can get a bit carried away i am intrigued
2: i'm intrigued to know what a toilet chris's brain used to be <laughs>
1: But um, it's not at all suitable for this family-friendly podcast, okay. so, uh, so we won't tell that joke right now. Instead, we're going to talk about the Aristocats, and we're going to do it in our usual way, which, if I can remember, going back to um, 2019, 2019. And I nearly said 2019, but going back to 2019, because we're in 2020 now, i mean 2020 now, um, going back to 2019, I've done it anyway, <laughs> thank you, to 2019. Um, we used to talk about the story and then the animation and then the music, so I think we'll carry on with that tradition, mm-hmm. uh-huh. as it is a tradition.
2: It starts with a little bit of me being boring, as I remember. It
1: does indeed. Mm. So, Lucy, do you want to kick <laughs> us off with something boring?
2: I would love to. First boring spiel of the year. <laughs> right. The Aristocats was uh, released in December 1970. Start of a new decade, just like this one. Ooh. Um, It was directed by Wolfie Reithman, who had also directed Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, and would go on to direct a few more.
3: Mm. And I
2: think when we come to talk about animation, etc., it's quite a recognisable style going through all of those. It is the first film released after Walt's death, and also the last film that he greenlit. So there are his fingerprints on it. Um, It was written uh, by two fellas whose names I haven't written down but I don't think they're important um, <laughs> as a, as a two part live action episode of Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Colour which okay. was a television show back in 1962 um, and after various rewrites Walt himself suggested it would be better as an animation um, and then he finally uh, put it into full production towards the end of the production of Jungle Books that must be quite close to his demise
1: yeah i guess so
2: the end towards the end of the production of the jungle book um he was also personally responsible for testing negotiating auditioning and casting phil harris in the role of thomas o'malley so that was his last um last act not his last ever act but you know (laughs) on this film and i think it was a good one um other casting choices uh included, originally, Louis Armstrong was meant to play the scat cat.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Um But he had to pull out due to illness.
1: Yeah, that's a shame. I would have loved Satchmo to have been in that.
2: Well, exactly, but Scatman, scatman Crothers. Scatman
1: John. Crothers Crothers. Is, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is Scatman Crothers a famous person I should have heard of? Crothers, Crothers.
1: Scatman Crothers, yeah. I think Crothers, so.
2: okay. I don't know whether you
1: should have heard of him, but some some people have.
2: Uh, he was <laughs> he was hired instead at the last minute, but he was directed to imitate Armstrong basically. So they got a they got a knockoff Armstrong.
0: <laughs> Make it more Armstrong-y.
2: Yeah, gruffer, deeper, um, smoke more.
1: Isn't Scatman Crothers in um, the Blues Brothers? Probably isn't he? I think he is.
2: Oh, is he? Am I
1: making that up? I feel like I've just said something and I'm making it up. Perhaps he might be.
2: Um, the oh, Sherman. He's not.
1: he's not. He's the guy in The Shining. Oh. oh, yes, I think
2: I did know that. Yeah, that's
1: who he is. There we go.
2: Good trivia, good trivia, people. Disney people Thank so you, out there. <laughs> um, the Sherman brothers uh, were hired to. Well, they weren't hired. They were on staff at the time. They wrote the music again, but only two of their songs remained in the film, and that was the title. Yes. We're back to singing the title of the film again.
3: Naturally,
2: yeah. the Cat. Titular song and scales and arpeggios.
1: I which... think titular is a funny word. I, I know, that's why I said
2: it. That's what I said it. I thought I could get the word titular in here. Oh, you're If I can get the word "buffet" in this podcast. Oh, I just did. How amazing. Right. And they also did scales and arpeggios. Everyone Wants to Be a Cat was composed, well, lyrics by Floyd Huddlestrom, but... A song by Al Rinker who used to be as a teenager in a cabaret duo with Bing Crosby
3: before oh. they were
2: famous and they both moved to LA together oh, 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 oh. and gigged for a while and then they broke up and Bing became a famous Bing Crosby person What was his name again? Oh, 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 oh. Al Rinker oh. and Al Rinker became a songwriter so there you go Bing and Rinker person? Yeah Wow Brinker if you will um Ring. that may bring us to the end of my interesting things that other than things I'm probably going to poke in during As you the show yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. cool that's some interesting
2: stuff it is especially the Al Winker thing I've really underscored his uh, underplayed his biography there by the way listeners if you're intrigued go look him up yourself on wikipedia and whatnot but all i've told you is he used to be in a duo with <laughs> Bing crosby he actually had quite a fascinating life but that's the crux of it
1: so we're out of the silver age now aren't we or whatever yes. whatever age we're out of so what are we in now
2: the dark age
1: what about bronze bronze
2: age i'm gonna is look it, called it up bronze age? i'm gonna look it up you do we decide
1: you? what it's called based on the next few films we watch um
0: and give it our own name
2: there is a Bronze Age. This must be the Bronze well, it Age. It must be.
0: If you know, it's after the Silver Age, it must be. If it wasn't for the Black Cauldron,
1: I'd probably want to call it the Animal Age. Yeah.
2: I, th- I think the Black Cauldron's in the Dark Ages. That's why I said it. I think Olivia, um, uh-huh. Oliver and Company. Let's stop speculating and let me look at I like so.
1: speculating. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we move on to the story while you're looking it up? Yeah. Should we get yeah. started? Yeah.
0: So tell us about the Aristocats. Um, some cats go missing. And then come back. That's it. Yeah. I think uh, what's telling about this is I've never really watched it, um, but I feel like I've seen it all before. And in case you're thinking that's a compliment, that it has a familiar, nostalgic Disney style, it isn't. But I'll go into that as we go along.
2: I am going to just interject here to say it is the Bronze Age. There's no such thing as the Dark Age. I think that was... <laughs> I think... We'll
0: be the judge of that.
2: I know. I think that must have come... happened in my head. <laughs> Um, but it's Irish Cats, Robin Hood, Winnie the Pooh, Rescuers, Fox and the Hound, uh, Dark Black Cauldron,
0: Basil. Basil and Oliver. Oh, we are in for a slog, aren't we? <laughs> is, isn't there Rescuers Down Under still? That is that classed as Renaissance
1: because no, it comes yeah. after, I think it so. after, it after Little It came after Little Mermaid, Mermaid
2: but I just don't class so it with an- that an- era. An- anomaly. Yeah. Did
0: you hear what I was saying while you were looking that up? No. Oh, that's a shame because uh, I think I know your stance on this. Mm. Uh, if you weren't listening to that, I'm not going to repeat it. Cause
2: I think I did hear it. It's not you, interesting. You feel very. like you've seen it before, but that's not because you find it nostalgic. No, you Had you seen yeah.
0: it before? Do you know what? I've only seen uh, O'Malley's song on a Clips programme on the BBC or ITV uh, presented by Michaela Strachan. I hadn't seen it before. And this is like, we're talking like 88, I saw this. Uh, neither... So I, anyway. I those bits I
1: recognised from it. There was definitely familiarity about it, but I hadn't. Uh, I, I haven't seen it before. I kind of had high hopes for it because it's sat in a period of time with a load of films that well, not a load, but with some films that I used to watch as a kid. So it sits within that, like nestled nicely there. So and also I know that um, uh, friend of the podcast, Susie, loves this, doesn't she? Um, whose birthday it is today? Yes, Happy, it is. Birthday, Happy birthday, Susie, Susie. and um, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I kind of thought, well, I'm gonna maybe this is one that's just passed me by. Um, so that that
0: was kind of my expectations going, and really was I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what this is all about. I wasn't looking forward to seeing it, and then my suspicions were confirmed.
2: I had seen it before several times, not for a few years, it has to be said, but I've. Well, it's, it's, it gives away the ending if I say whether I like it or not, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was very happy to watch it again. Ah. Well,
0: that's nice. Would you say there's any more to the story than that? Cats go missing. No. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> it's based on a news article about a woman who gave her
1: fortunes to a cat, isn't it? Which is, in itself is is nothing of a story, isn't it? So. Mm.
2: Yeah, the original story was set in New York as well. That might be where the um news article came from. But then they moved it to Paris after the success of 101 Dalmatians in London. Oh, that's
1: where I've seen it before. It's just but it's five cats, isn't it? Instead of 101 Dalmatians, it's like
2: It five is. Cats. Yeah. I have to say there are gross similarities there. Mm. Um but I think <laughs> I mean, this is not the first time by a long way that we've said of a Disney film. I mean, Cinderella springs to mind. There's not much story. And no, Cinderella true. is an absolute classic. What it is, is it's the, the little set pieces and the charm in between and the character building and so on. And they do go a fair way to give motive and believability to it, which they don't always in these things.
1: No, true. And... Um-
2: Although one thing I have a big problem with is he overhears quite clearly that she wants to give the money to the cats for their lifetime, and then it'll go to...
0: Mm-hmm. To my, him,
1: yeah.
2: My brain's gone mad. I want to say Roger.
1: But the um, the butler, as uh, Lucas likes to call him. The butler. <laughs> I don't think he'd heard the word butler before we watched this film. Edgar.
2: Edgar, yeah. I don't know why that disappeared. So... If you were in a situation man. where you were going to be the custodian of five cats who had $10 million, you'd be like, that sounds good to me, because who's going to spend the money?
0: He can wait 16 years.
2: He can wait 16 years, but also. His point
1: was that he couldn't. He'd be dead by then, so I think he's quite a bit older than we think he is.
2: Yes, but my point. I mean, we're getting into nuances of a cartoon here, but
1: <laughs> my point <laughs> That's is. That's what we're here to do.
2: <laughs> if the cats own, if the, the money belongs to the cats and he's the custodian of the cats. Who is going to buy the cats a giant big house with a swimming pool in it? And who is going to, t- you know, he's. He would still have at, to take. Yeah, he's at right, liberty right. to spend that money, isn't he?
1: Yes, I guess he is. It's yeah.
2: entirely just on paper. Yeah. But a bit of a slap mm. in the face, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, being that we've talked through the story there, should we talk about some of the set pieces, some of the things that happen mm. in that story? Well. Hmm. <laughs> all right shall i tell you a bit that i like but it might be jumping or do you want to go in in uh, chronological or um
2: i don't think we need to go in chronological order with this one I
0: don't feel like there's enough to, so, <laughs> to sort of go through it
1: so this is going to give away a lot of my views on this film there was one chunk of it that i really liked and uh that was it um and that was the geese i i really enjoyed the character of the geese and uh the way they kind of waddled on the the Two people from The Odd Couple, aren't they? Playing basically the same characters that they played in The Odd Couple. Okay. Mm. The two women. um, and, and I laughed out loud at a few of those bits, but particularly when the drunk uncle turns up and
0: all that joke yes. around him being basted and the fact that he was drunk because they were trying to cook him. I thought it was brilliant.
2: Marinated, yeah.
0: I think everyone smiled when those geese turned up. Are they, ge- are they geese? Ducks? What, are geese? I thought yeah. they geese. geese. Geese, yeah, the geese. geese. Yeah, yeah, geese. yeah. Uh, it's, They come waddling along and there's a nice little bit of funny music. <laughs> it's not that, is it? But it's like yeah. Bonnie smiled. I saw Lucy smiling. Mm. Corner of uh, one side of my mouth turned up a little bit. I thought, oh, okay.
2: I think, Mm. that well, that sums up a lot of my reaction to the film. There's no way that I was laughing out loud the whole way, but there were times when it genuinely made me me smile. Like, if I'd been alone in the room, I still would have just cracked into a grin. There were some bits I really liked. The scales and arpeggios and him painting like Toulouse-Lautrec... Um that little set piece I just thought it was charming absolutely yeah. charming but it lulls a lot
1: it was the longest hour and 20 minutes um of disney
0: film that i've watched so
2: far Oh really I would say yeah okay. it dragged
0: I would agree I've uh, um my my main points on this come during the music section so i'm just sort of holding off for now okay mine come in so, music and animation well, yeah Is, i mean gonna... mine's mine's all it's all about everything but for some reason I've, it, this and it's in the animation section um that's when i'm gonna go off on one well <laughs> okay spoilers
2: um, no i'm happy to go off on one during the story then um set pieces I liked the the lawyer I just like I love him as a character I love his way of walking I love his attitude I love that little bit where they're coming up the stairs Um, really enjoyed that the uh, bit with the, the two dogs who were the fact that he could listen well they set up the gag where he could listen and he could tell you it was a motorbike and it had a squeaky wheel and then later in the film when he could lift his that ear amusing, and yeah. tell you it was a, a one wheeled haystack that was one point where I cracked into a grin. I yeah, really and the Oxford Chews as well. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. all this. I, These things, really, I really enjoy it, but it kept just lulling and it lulled in the bits that shouldn't be a lull. For example, them nearly getting run over by a train and then swimming in the water. And I think, not swimming in the water, nearly drowning in the water, it didn't hold my attention the way maybe that should because it wasn't in keeping with the, the other toe and then immediately they get out and meet the geese and for me, they're back on track again.
0: We came for lulls. Mm. We got lulls. The,
1: lulls. <laughs> I, th- I think, without being funny, I think Eva Gabor is one of the reasons that it lulls because her delivery is so slow and it, yeah. it doesn't like she doesn't have a um, an alluring well, she almost has an alluring voice. I, I get it, but it just it just kills the pace every time she speaks. Every time she speaks, it kills the pace. And then the three
0: kittens are kind of lovable and charming, and it's that's quite nice. Bonnie's ears pricked up when they started talking. She was mm. playing around and as soon as they started talking, she because she as soon as she hears a child's voice, she's interested. Mm. Yeah.
2: Thing is, um with her voice is the she's generically continental Europe for a lot of it. And then occasionally she goes really G- Germanic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. really like I said, Jamaican.
2: <laughs> that would be good. That would take a whole new um, take on that character. But she gets some really sort of harsh uh, consonants and some really long vowels that are not sexy.
3: No, Do you but, know what I mean? But They're there's bit... also
1: there's a definite kind of nod to Audrey Hepburn in the way she speaks at times as well, which is quite nice. But again, it's the pace and the the delivery just doesn't work. Mm. You know, Hugh's talked before about um, about character actors not hitting the mark. Keanu Reeves in Toy Story 4, as an example, I mm. think, mm. and, and I just think she's one of those. It just just somebody doesn't does, work for... does have an expressive enough voice, yeah,
0: yeah, to be doing this sort of thing. Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: It just yeah, just
0: didn't work for me. I found it a bit annoying when they call the van driver a horrible human. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, but they simply be,
0: <laughs> simply because he's lashed out at the cat that's nearly killed him yeah. twice. Yeah, <laughs> right? I was on that. So at that point, I'm feeling just unsympathetic towards the cats, and these are the kind of cats that poo in my garden. I, and O'Malley, as as a cat, Selfish. he turns up and he's a bit of a sleazebag. Mm-hmm. And
1: I, my first thought was, oh, it's going to be like Paul Joey. He's just going to be this horrible like this horrible character, but somehow, for some reason, lovable. But he's not, because within about 30 seconds he goes, hey, I'm not this kind of person. I'm not going to be like this at all, and just stops being like that. Oh, and yeah, yeah. It just kind of breaks the character completely. Yeah, the
2: whole Alley Cat thing, you know, free agent and all that, it comes on singing about it. And then the minute he sees the three kids, he's like stepdad. He's like, oh, instantly that's sweet. isn't he? That's but sweet. I mean, that's that's fine. It's a Disney film, and we 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 couldn't have them exploring the you know male commitment but, issues, but <laughs> could
1: they? The other thing is, it doesn't matter what he does. He's Baloo. It, it doesn't matter. How, you know, what he's what, a
2: Mary Sue, he yeah. Just,
1: and, and it's just, but for me, it's the same. Unfortunately, this film came first, but it's the same with the dog. He's a sheriff of Nottingham to me. That that is who that character is and so to hear him doing something else is it's actually fine in this context it works all right oh
2: i see what you're saying you meant the voice yeah the voice sorry
1: the voice and and so but to me i associate those voices because they're so distinctive Um sterling holloway's in there as well and possibly the worst role he's done across everything as well for me just that mouse is just pointless
2: yeah and you almost feel like the cast apart. The they created character for Sterling it, yeah. Holloway. Yeah. Because he's become a, a running thread. Hasn't he's he?
0: he's the original Funko Pop. <laughs> with those black eyes. Those eyes.
1: Yeah. I didn't get that. It didn't didn't seem to fit with anything. Mm. It's a bit weird. But strange one. I, I kind of so, like the bit where he had to go to the cats at the end and get them to come and help. I thought that was. Yeah. That was all right. Um. But really, story wise, performance wise, very little for me to like. Very little.
2: It, you, you came up with a very pertinent point earlier that if you look at the relationship of Lady and the Tramp and the storyline of 101 Dalmatians, you've got it mm. right there. And there's, you know, it, it's very formulaic. Very formulaic down to the uh, voices, you know, the, the characters, the... Um, this habit they've now got of having these um, cameo parts these supporting roles like the two dogs they had those in 101 dalmatians they've got that's not something they felt compelled to have in previous things no, no. it's it's turned into a formula now we've I seen think, that
1: coming haven't we yeah. the last few films and they've been building up and reusing the ways of doing things that they've done in the previous films
2: i think it is a formula that i associate heavily with Disney, because Mm. of what I see as nostalgic Disney. It's always what you watched as a kid. It's a look and feel that I associate with nostalgic um, Disney, so I still like it. And if this had been the first film we'd decided to review, instead of doing them in order, we did them random, and this was the first one, I'd probably say it was amazing. But it's like you've seen behind the curtain, isn't it?
1: If this was the first one that we'd seen, I'd be thinking, well, at least we know we've got a lot of better stuff to come.
2: Well... (laughs) It's (laughs) It's <laughs> you guys have never seen it before, and I do have,
3: mm, I suppose, an I yeah, emotional no, I connection I to that. it.
2: And I will happily watch this if it's like a girly day in, tub of ice cream. Happily watch this film. I'm not saying it's good.
1: <laughs> the kids seem to enjoy it, and and I guess one of the things from the story, um, of which there isn't one, I might not have been gripped by it, but um, Lucas watching it, um, he he was very into this whole story about Edgar and he was worried about what was going to happen to the cats and stuff. So he invested heavily in that whole storyline. Mm. So if kids are he- heavily invested in it, then they must be doing something right somewhere. But it just didn't grab me at all.
2: And they don't need complex and flawless motivations, oh, don't no. kids? They don't they don't sit there going, oh, illegally, well, I think you find you're entitled to spend the money. They don't need that, do they? No, it's... <laughs> It's um, less adult than other things we've seen, and you're right, it, it works for kids.
3: Yeah.
2: Shall we move on?
0: Mmm. Mute, uh, no. Ani- <laughs> animation,
1: animation, then. animation. You
0: are, Rusty. Animation. Well, I think what really lifts this is Walt's personal touch. I mean, it's really nice to have him working on the animation himself. What do you think about that? Tell me about it, come on. Why are you looking at me like that, Lucy?
2: Talk to me. Expand no, just, on your point. Just tell
0: me why that's wrong.
2: He didn't, did he?
0: Well, he was dead, wasn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh, you're thinking of Walt Disney. Uh, I'm thinking about a character animator Walt Stanchfield...
2: Oh, that was so worth the setup.
0: <laughs> there was too much, you left too much of a pause. There That's was what it was. More or
2: less a tumbleweed I'll going across our kitchen. You, then
0: you should put like a, a a blowing wind noise. Yeah, or just that.
2: Get your coat.
0: <laughs> um, the general look of it, I'm not interested in it. I think to put it flatly, it's boring. I think my tolerance for this style is, is just worn completely thin at this point you know unless it's something different like the Jungle Book that's you know that's a like a standout piece but this just reminds me of like you know the sort of uh, the interiors at the start it's like walking around a stately home and being bored when I'd rather be exploring the gardens do you remember when we first started talking about this
1: Xerox period and what it would be like as we were coming towards um, 101 Dalmatians and we were all really kind of like A bit apprehensive about what it would be like, Mm. and we watched. (laughs) Yeah, we watched 101 Dalmatians, and one you 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 thought it was quite rough and ready, um, but you're kind of willing to accept it. And it's definitely got better over time. The way that they've done it, Um, this feels like it's the first time they've ever done it for Mm me. It's so rough, it's so raw, and and one of the things that you picked up on in the past that the way this the just like lines suddenly appear from nowhere. There's no effort to refine it or clean it up or anything they've gone back to those to the xerox backgrounds as well that they had in in 101 dalmatians and it doesn't work as well you know the jungle book the the scenes was just superb it was beautiful to look at i think this rich, is horrible to look at
2: the richness of the colors is what makes the difference and uh the solidity of the colors as well in the jungle book it's like you really you really feel you could yeah, grab it's it it's vibrant Yeah, this is really, well, the sketchiness is what we're talking about, but the line work was similar in The Jungle Book. But this choice of watercolour, I think they did watercolour backgrounds in um, Jungle Book, but they were very vivid. They've deliberately gone for this very pastely watered-down colour scheme, haven't they here, and it's not...
1: Yeah, it just doesn't work. But it feels to me like they've they've literally gone back and said, "Well, well, well, this is another film, but it's about cats this time, so let's do it in the same style as we did it. For hundred one Dalmatians, mm. oh, but we haven't got the same people there involved, so we haven't got Walt Paraguay. So we're not going to have those backgrounds, but let's do it in the style of that. Yeah, and it it hasn't worked as well. The other thing is they appear to have forgotten how to draw human beings completely, because the the I, I take your point about the the old guy mm-hmm. that and and I think he's a great character, but she looks like they've taken Tremaine and tried yeah. to make yeah. her less harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and her shoulders are wider than her hips. Yeah, it She's just doesn't like,
2: work. No, she was terrible. I well, noticed
0: that. I thought the actual character animation was, was very good, though.
2: <clears throat> it's the, just The her. animals,
0: I, I think they've got animals to a T. And one of the things that you notice,
1: and this is probably... Um, because I know Robin Hood so well, but things like um, the Duchess, she looks like a cat version of what Maid Marion looks like, and, mm. and and so they've got those that look and feel of those animals really good, and the Disney big eyes are there now, which is what they carry into the Little Mermaid and beyond in in the mm. way they build their human characters as well. But it feels like they're in a bit of a transition period in terms of the the studying and stuff, and we're going to see they go so heavily into animals over the next few films Mm. like
0: really heavily into animals a bit that i did like was the paris rooftops i mean i almost wish the whole thing could have taken place on the rooftops because it's like this (laughs) otherworldly place you know this sort of Mm. domain of the cats and the minute it gets back down to ground level i'm bored again Mm. it's just it's mundane down there but the rooftops there's something a bit magical about that and i wish there could have been all of all of that
2: I was quite engaged by Paris in general, but I think a lot of it takes place in the countryside outside Paris. And they managed to make that look incredibly dull. I know it was sort of at dusk and stuff, but like this could be a beautiful, beautiful landscape and it just didn't. I don't know if that was a a choice because these people are not meant people. These cats are not (laughs) meant to be sent somewhere luxurious, are they? They're meant to be sent somewhere bad. But I really liked the Paris. And I have to say again... Like I did with 101 Dalmatians, I am so familiar with this style, I don't think I see it. I'm really having to look now and go, oh yeah, you're right, yeah, the colours aren't good, yeah, that line work is sketchy. Because I'm so familiar with it, it's just there and it's...
1: Did you not think there was a bit of a lack of consistency in the in the character animation in terms of like distance shots and close-up shots at times? The characters didn't look the same. Yeah. Like, like They were the actual same character from a distance. They and used a you... lot
2: of still... Still shots for distant, distance, distance mm. shots, as in not non-animated. And if you're look looking for them, they really stand out. In something that's meant to be alive, when you just have a still shot, it's it doesn't work.
1: And how did you feel about Baloo the cat? Because I find that a bit weird. <laughs> just general generally well, I, it find it weird because obviously they've, they've modelled it on.
2: I'm familiar on him with again. this, familiar with this mm. film. So again, it, it I don't feel it as much as you do.
0: I found it odd. I find it really odd. I just... I feel like I've seen all the characters before in mm. Dalmatians and Peter Pan. And you'll see right? them again. And then when Serling Holloway rocks up as uh, the mouse, Rogue Four, I'm just... I'm getting so fatigued. And then Phil Harris... I just... Th- they're phoning it in is what they're doing. Mm. Uh, the bit where the Duchess claps, you know, at the end of a Mally song and she does that little sort of shaky, white sh- shaking of her head, which uh, it just looks like one of those like recycled clips that they've traced over that's, you know, that you were saying about Mid-Marion. That's, that's a white right Mar- woman... Well. Um, that's his his trademark, isn't it? It's just I like I, I know there's there's real fans of this film, so so like I feel like we should acknowledge them and like you know there are fans of this out there, and, and Lucy's one of them. But uh, I like and yeah, old Scat Cat and his gang. Like when when O'Malley says, "Oh, it sounds like old Scat Scat Cat and his gang." Like, I rolled my eyes. Like, oh no, <laughs> God! It just felt mundane, and then the racist Chinese cat. Yeah, who has to mention fortune cookies and play the piano with chopsticks because he's Chinese? I was surprised I mean, to see I, that. Because... I genuinely frowned at that. This we watched this on Now TV, so you know there is. Uh, so that is like the most updated version pulled. of it. Sorry, I heard I'd heard that those bits had been pulled from it. I think that should have been. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if it was, you know, if, if you could go, oh well, that was the time, but or yes, whatever. But but like, he's just he's just he's basically going all oh, ting tong ting tong, yeah. and then. Uh, He's talking about fortune cookies, and you're like, "Oh, come on, but guys, that Huey, is blaze. Can I
2: just ask you how you feel about the extremely British geese talking about tea? Because there's just as many racial stereotypes in that. That's sequence. not offensive.
0: Do you think? Do you think that's as offensive as, like, uh, what's it called in uh, one of our dinosaurs is missing?
2: Oh well, that's a different <laughs> film entirely.
0: Peter Ustinov. Peter Ustinov doing his his Chinese. Language thing that is like that is bad. No,
2: I know what you're saying, but there's. I don't think no that's... no one has drawn this line, and if you're going to use one sort of stereotypical racist trope, you have to be able to use another. Now, if you start cutting out, you know, but I believe
1: they have they had cut it out. I, I when I was reading about it before I watched it, it, actually said that they had to cut those bits out. So I was really surprised to see that mm. on Disney Life that, that that bit was was in there.
2: There's also a cat with blonde hair they Blonde Bob playing, you know, playing a trumpet or something. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I just thought that's where, <laughs> you, yeah, where you were going with your iron. Can I just say, I think I might be stating the obvious, but it needs saying, what's happened at this point in Disney history is they have become a brand. Now, they've become a, a series in the truest sense of the world The only thing I could think to compare them with is carry-on films, because they're using the same cast, the same formula, similar jokes, the same directors. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, because it's not bad for carry-on films, you know what you're getting, and at this point in history, you would go, if you saw there was a Disney film, you would go to see that you don't necessarily want them to break that formula or use a different cast or think, oh, it's still in Holloway. He is part of the brand. Now, earlier on in the Golden Age, it was like any other movie studio where every movie was unique and it was treated uniquely. But I think for quite a long time they've just been building up this it's like I say it's just a series of mm. series of films. You
0: can make certain allowances for stuff like this, mm. but we are reviewing it. As yeah. we're watching it now, and this is my opinion, is, oh, absolutely. is at this point, when when I hear Sterling Holloway, yeah. I just went, oh, not again. We- was, I'm, I'm kind of sick of his voice now. I don't I, mind I, if they're him like A couple him films right. ago, I was loving him. I was like, oh, yeah, the, it's good to see him back. Oh, and, you're going to like love Winnie the Pooh again. then.
1: Yeah, you will. Yeah, but Winnie the Pooh's a classic, but it's, it's yeah. a load of shorts that have been pulled together, so it's yeah. a bit different, isn't it? Uh, yeah I, I I'm kind of with you on this here, and I know when we first started again when we first started talking about this Xerox period that's we were talking about they, they were cutting costs we were trying to find ways to to make the studio turn a profit and and it makes sense to have gone down the route that they're going down but just because Phil Harris worked in as, as Baloo in the jungle book isn't necessarily a reason to bring him in as as mm. a character in the next film and then the film after that and, and so on and there's just a bit of variety missing at the moment. That being said, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very interested when we do watch the Jungle Book because um, that is a film that I loved growing up. And we watched so the Jungle Book, not Jungle Book. Sorry, yeah, Robin Hood. Robin song, okay, right? because okay. that's a film I, I grew up loving. Um,
0: I've only really seen that once as well. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think. Mm. I just know, this fatigue might carry over for for quite a few films to well, come.
2: I think that we are. Heavily influenced by the fact that we have watched them all in order as well, which very few people yeah. do intense as intensely as we have. So we're immediately going, oh, but we've just seen this in Hundred and One Dalmatians. That takes on a different take if the last time you watched Hundred and One Dalmatians was four years ago.
1: But we've been trotting along through all these in order, yeah, seeing you Wait. know so. <laughs> yeah. waiting for for you know the the lower scoring films to hit
3: mm. um,
1: and being pleasantly surprised over and over again
0: and this is the first time for me that i've hit a bit of a roadblock
2: yeah i thought we'd got there with haunted mansion but you two managed to uh
0: (laughs) i would take 10 haunted mansions for no one haunted mansions this is the formula isn't it for a hundred of these
1: if uh, and uh, again spoilers but if this scores higher than ichabod and mr toad i'll be incredibly
0: disappointed
2: (laughs) Really? really? Okay. Uh, right, let's carry no, 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 music. Lucy, hang
0: on. Music. That's not a challenge for you to change no, your course scores because no. you disagree <laughs> with us because you, you've got form on this. <laughs> you, you think our... Oh, Lucy's you, been silly. Lucy can disagree with our opinion so much she changed She's just score. written ten down three times.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs>
2: Right, music, Hugh, hitters, you've got a rant.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> no, that was early in animation, but actually it got broken up uh, a couple of times, so it wasn't the uh, the sprawling rant it was going to be, and actually it didn't have as much weight as it was going to have an emotion. Uh, so that, that was earlier. But music, I've not a great deal to say. Um, O'Malley's song is good. But <clears throat> otherwise, I'm not really that interested in in much else. Um, do you know when you named our music episode scales and arpeggios? Yes. I didn't really know what like why you'd done that, and mm. I, I had to look it up at the time. Um, anyway, that's just a little side note. Um, but doesn't it annoy you in uh, scales and arpeggios when uh, Toulouse is playing the bass notes on the piano, even though he's only hitting two notes, and he's it, hitting the wrong notes? Yeah, playing like that's lazy. Playing, like, three, so three or four. lazy. <laughs> it, it infuriates me. In films, when people are playing guitar and they're not
1: actually playing the notes that are on the guitar. <laughs> yeah. So seeing that in animation, yeah, it really annoyed me.
0: But, you know, there's like, there's like three, well, there's there's really two standout songs. That's O'Malley the Alley Cat and Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Scales and
0: Arpeggios is okay, but that's like, you know, B-list compared to those, isn't it? I'm Top li- 30. So <laughs> best mm. songs of all time to that in
2: one, that list, yeah. to that one guy. Um, and that tit- the titular song, oh, I got it in again.
1: Oh yeah, sung by Maurice Chevalier, brought out of retirement to sing that song by the Sherman Brothers. That's a bit of a coup. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, my problem with the music is this, none of the songs are terrible. Um, We've got that standard orchestration that we seem to have now in in these films, which will again run into Robin Hood. Um, which works okay. It's not a patch on what we had in Jungle Book. Not a patch. No. Uh, but the real problem is there's no flow because all the songs are written by different people, and mm. it just it really lacks. It misses because of that for me. Um, I quite like scales and arpeggios, but I like the charm of it when I'm watching it. What I I don't think it stands alone as a, as a song particularly. Yes. Mm. It's just quite nice to
0: watch. It's terribly sung, but that's what makes it work. Conversely, like watching Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, I wasn't really into it, but. that song on its own I think actually works better out of the film yeah I agree with that you know I can happily sort of sing that to myself but in this film I was just I can not wait for it to be over
2: yeah like all that psychedelic 60s changing colour effects it
0: just it really dates it actually the this Happens a lot in like Sesame Street, but some, somehow it's funny <laughs> in that when they're like uh, doing like a nursery rhyme skit and they're like, Yeah, that's the cool stuff, man. It's kind of funny, but in that's this, it's ironic because in it? this, it's like, You know, yeah, he, know, he knows where it's at, and hey, this little guy's on the level. You know, you know what? I don't dig it.
2: Mm. What I'm no, saying.
0: I, I didn't dig it either.
2: I wonder if we'll feel the same, um, about Disney films in the future when you know they've got this certain way of talking, like going, Hey, wait, what? Wait, what? And, wait, what? and all that stuff that, that's when like as that,
0: uh yeah, um, yeah catch phrase, catch it, is, phrase, it will be annoying in the future it's the most now, sort yeah.
2: of like teens 20 teens way of talking you wouldn't have spoken like that 20 years ago and i wonder if we'll pick up on it but yeah it is you get that it's really dated that section i like it but i like most of it but you're right it, really it doesn't
1: sit well in the film it just it you're right, it, stands, it
0: stand, stands as a song on its own much better than it sits within the film. The I bit I like in that number is Duchess's little solo.
3: Mm. And I want
0: that to be its own song because it's really nice. Mm. And then it goes back into Everybody Wants to Be a Cat.
2: Mm. But yeah. you know, like
0: I say, I don't. I like that song, but oddly I don't like it in this film. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. Entirely. Um. I, yeah, I don't like the animated sequence. I think I still like the song wherever it is. I do like the... Abraham Delacy Giuseppe Casey Thomas O'Malley song I think that's a great song Mm. and like you said I think scales and arpeggios charming sequence doesn't stand on its own so I agree with everyone
1: yeah O'Malley I think what a waste of my breath for me music underwhelming as as was the rest of the film
2: no I think what you've got is good quality
1: yeah I mean, I'm more likely to listen to the soundtrack from The Aristocats than I am to listen to the soundtrack from Cinderella, for instance.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Are we done? Should we score I think it? we are, yeah.
0: Well, let's just look. look any any favourite bits?
2: I think I mentioned both mine. I like the one-wheeled haystack bit. I love the line, you're not a lady, you're nothing but a sister. That sums up my brother's attitude towards me. Never see me as an independent person, I'm just a sister. Um, I like yeah. it when
0: Berlioz cracks his fingers before playing the piano. Yeah, and his toes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we right. all enjoyed the geese turning up. Yeah, definitely. Lucy definitely laughed is. when O'Malley says meow. Oh yeah. Because she was it's,
2: it's so meta. It's because there's a cat and the only thing a cat can say is meow. But the fact mm. that he'd been speaking in the English language and then he chose to say the word meow, but in a very suggestive
0: It's like a way
2: I just found so <laughs>
0: It's like a human going exclamation
2: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked for all my criticism of the animation I uh, you know what I'm like with my um, female animals in the Disney drawings I quite <laughs> with like the duchess the
2: suggestion of breasts <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: I, I, I find the, the duchess quite an attractive cat
0: yeah she's she's alright isn't she yeah
2: <laughs> nice pussy Oh, oh No, 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 no. Come on, it was begging for it.
0: We can't. No. Okay.
2: I like the three kittens. I think that they might be some of my favourite Disney characters.
0: Everyone loves ever. those kittens, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's that's... weird how Marie's had such a resurgence. Mm. She's like, she's a real but thing why now. not to
2: lose them, Berlioz, because I actually prefer the two boys. I think they're quite scampish. She's... They're harder
0: to Disney bound. They are. Mm. I think it's. Do you know what? I think it stems from something as simple as that. Yeah. Marie's Marie's very iconic looking, whereas they're just sort of dirty looking brown. And they're just a color, are Yeah.
2: You did say earlier, Chris, that you. thought I was just they... going to
1: say, yeah. yeah. I, there's definitely a similarity. You know, there's a, there's, there's a. Um, I don't know what color you want me to say. your Hair is before I, that without offending. Strawberry blonde. There we go. There's a strawberry blonde cat.
0: I know. I know. Like people who are uh, ginger will argue that they're Strawberry Blonde, but I think it's safe to say I really am Strawberry no, I think Blonde. You are, you are, yeah. You are Strawberry
1: Blonde. I would say you are, because my mum isn't... She's Do you know how hard it is not
0: to me. belong to the blonde world or the ginger world? I'm just in limbo here. and I'm not part of any camp. They all reject me. Uh, 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 and you're dyeing. a
2: brunette, Chris.
1: <laughs> I, I'm a brunette. Well, I was. I'm grey these days, but yes, yeah. I was. I'm going to yeah. darken it for the producers. And yeah. I'm a girl. Again.
2: And I wear pink bows.
1: Yeah. And you think you're a lady.
2: And I think I'm a lady, but I'm nothing but a sister.
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is... That, that we're like we are the, the Aristocats. We are the kittens. In the Aristocats. Yeah.
2: And I would very much like to Disney bound with the two of you. Maybe we could go to the Disneyland Paris Halloween party one year as <sighs> Toulouse, Marie and Berlioz. What? Wouldn't that be good?
1: Interesting. Yeah. I, I like the sound of that. Mm. Yes.
2: Bucket list. Yes. Right.
1: Awesome. Do we have do we have money information?
2: We do have money information. I think, given your reaction, it is going to surprise you both. The it was budget a smash. The budget was four, million,
0: four peanuts. Four thousand. Four 000.
2: million. So they did it on a shoestring as they are want to do these days, and worldwide before the end of nineteen seventy-one,
1: one hundred seventy-two million pounds.
2: Not at all close. Oh. 28 Twi- oh, oh. million. Oh, oh sorry! Oh, I was saying
0: twenty as well, and I was thinking seven, I would have been one off. Unbelievable. It was it You've ruined this day for me.
2: It's seven times its budget. What's that? It's septupled its budget.
0: Septupled.
2: Which is quite a payback. And also it was the most watched movie of 1971 in the UK. It was the second most watched movie of 1971 in France, but it remains at number 18 in the all-time highest-grossing films in France. It really absolute hit. I think because of
1: Maurice Chevalier.
2: It maybe yeah. it was it was one of Disney's biggest overseas hits. Overseas to them, obviously being us and other countries. So it was uh, one of their biggest overseas hits. I think it was fairly average domestically, but an absolute storm in the rest of the world, ah. Um, which I find interesting. Yeah,
1: that is quite interesting.
2: So it smashed it. So they liked it. They liked it.
1: What did everybody else think?
2: What did we think? No, well,
1: scores. Uh, the scores on the doors.
2: So story... So oh, you. no, I
1: mean, I don't oh. mean that. I mean, IMDb and your, your Rotten Tomatoes. Oh,
2: blooming heck.
1: Look, she hasn't done it again. No. Unbelievable. There's a theme running here.
2: Talk amongst yourselves. We
1: should get the um, Jeopardy music and play that every week while you find the scores out. I'm going to guess 7.1 on IMDb.
2: Bullseye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 7.1. But come on, it's IMDb.
1: It doesn't 7.1?
2: I'm trying to find... That's quite high, I think. We've had much lower. Mm. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, I think, is a little more... Well, there's no way of being accurate when it comes to opinion, is there? But a bit yeah. more discerning, shall we say. Oh, no, I don't want the 2005 one. Oh, do you know that there was, in 2005, this is separate, there was a um, cancelled sequel that was meant to be computer-generated. Mm-hmm. I am glad they cancelled that. Also- oh, and
0: that's a wrong time to, to do it, 2005. It would have been a bit ropey. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm. Right, audience, 66%. Okay, okay. And critics, 70%. Mm. So a lot gentler than you two, mm. I'm guessing.
0: Mm. Story, Hugh. Right, let's see what i got here. Well, I got really bored, and if we hadn't been watching it for this show, I would have turned it off. Five. Cats go missing.
2: <laughs> Lucy? Um, You know I like this film, but when analysing the actual content and the fact that it really peaks and troughs a lot, I've given it a six.
1: Um, For pretty much the same reasons as Hugh... Um, I was bored I was really I was really quite bored and when it finished I was kind of like oh it's finished um, that, but it was the longest hour and 28 minutes or whatever it is of Disney watching that we've had so far for me
0: I think it's an hour and 15 was it?
1: yeah well, well in it
0: fact goes. it is well, it, it, that's what it says on now on TV ah there we go um,
1: I've given it a 5 as well mm.
2: animation Hugh
0: me again um, it's
2: perfectly fine
0: but there's a complete lack of stylistic innovation, and I'm going to punish it for it. Six.
2: Chris? Chris,
0: um,
1: it's everything that I thought this Xerox period was going to be. I love, <laughs> I love the kittens and and, uh, um, and the Duchess and some of the animations, nice enough. But I feel like they're going backwards, not forwards. I'm mm. giving it a five.
0: Lucy,
2: um. Unlike you two, I have a, a very nostalgic connection to this style. I think there's some fantastic character animation in there, like really good character animation, some dodgy character animation um with the lady, like we've said. Um, but I've given it an unashamed seven. That
0: brings us on to music. Christopher. Um
1: it doesn't connect up well at all. And yes, there are two Songs that, as you say, you they could, they could, could play them outside of it and they're all right. They just don't really resonate with me. The soundtrack in on a whole doesn't resonate with me. The incidental music is nothing compared to what we've had before. I've given it a five.
0: Lucy?
2: Okay. Um, I like all four songs, but I don't love any of the four songs. I think they're all solid and they're good. Nothing to float me. So I'm going with a six. I give it a six. You see, I wasn't unduly generous, was I?
1: No, I thought I think I think you were fine. It was fair. What about the kids?
3: We just watched Aristocats. It was about four Aristocats and the ginger cat. They played piano. So, the butler puts something special in the kitten's milk. It makes them fall asleep and then the butler takes them far, far away. They get on a truck and they get off because the person who's driving it saw them. I liked the geese in the funny walk. Marie accidentally goes into the river. Geese came and then a drunk geese came, and one of the geese helped the cat that sounded like Baloo that is helping them. Tom. Tom O'Malley? O'Malley. 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 They go back to Paris. There's a band. They sing Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. They go back to their house, and then the cat that helps them becomes in the family. And and what's his name again? Tom O'Malley. O'Malley, <coughs> the lady who earned the cats, took a picture of them. But before that, the butler tries to send them to. To Tim Book 2, but he actually gets an. To Tim Book 2, The End. My favourite bit was when the three baby Aristocats go walking on the train track bridge and they walk on the side or the portion. And... Mm. My favourite bit was when the goose were there. My favourite character was Marie. My favourite character was Marie. My favourite song was Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Everybody wants to be a cat. Because the cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. My favourite song was Scale Now, Petrus. I would give it three out of five. I'm not sure. I would give it four out of five. Meow.
0: That gives us a modest score of 58. 58? Where does that put it in the scheme of things? <laughs> in my. Uh,
1: <laughs> you still don't have a list in order. List.
0: It's
2: <laughs> under Saludos Amigos. It, it's
1: higher than Nicobod and Mr. Toad. To say,
0: it's below Saludos Amigos. Higher than Ichabod. Uh yeah,
1: See, that's. Higher crazy. than Toy Story 4. Ooh. Well, <laughs> as it should be. And higher than Holy- the Star holiday Wars special.
2: Holiday special. Thank God for that.
0: <laughs> mm. There we go. Middle of the bottom. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, if anyone thinks that those scores are a little bit harsh, um, I just, I just don't think it stands up next to the other classics. And if Marie wasn't in it, you wouldn't care.
1: Yeah, I think
0: you're right. <laughs> Cry factor, Hugh. Ah! One. <laughs>
1: that really tickled me
2: <laughs> not even a moment's contemplation there it was straight in there possibly nothing.
1: the best drip that you've done as well yeah. I know,
0: that was a week that was a week drip was it a week yeah was it was rubbish well, <clears throat> it, it was done with conviction I hit my cheek too far up too close to the cheekbone
1: well that brings us to the end of, of that episode um, anything else to say
2: on it well I'd just like to do some housekeeping that we Mm. often forget to do is that we are on Twitter collectively as 37 Disney Street, the number 37 Disney Street, and also all three of us are on Twitter individually. Um,
0: Go on, what's yours? uh,
2: DLP Pilgrim.
0: What's yours? Hugh underscore Rain. And
1: mine's Chris37DS. Because yeah. I changed mine to make it something that I'm well. That kind I, of I hesitated
2: to give mine out because I'm going to change mine to Lucy 37ds <laughs> oh. just to make us more consistent. Yeah. And,
0: we, and when we tweet, we try to some we try uh, um, under the 37 Disney Street account. We try to put our names at the end when we remember, don't yeah, we? Yeah. Like, you know whose if, opinion. It is. If I'm being very opinionated about something, now I'll make sure to put my name on it because you know that's not like mm. the opinion of all of us. It's just my opinion.
2: We're also on Facebook, 37 Disney Street, and mm-hmm. uh. On my to-do list for this week is to get us on Instagram as well.
1: Yeah, we're on YouTube as well. Got, we're on YouTube as well. YouTube page. And we've got a website 37disneystreet.co.uk which you can <laughs> I should at least everything from there.
0: I should make a playlist of our um holiday Disney videos. Yes, Just yeah. on the th- you know, I won't re-upload them, um but I'll make a playlist on Our YouTube channel so if people want to check those out they're not like vlogs there's a vloggy element sometimes but they're they're mostly holiday videos aren't they from Mm. Disneyland Parks they're nice they're alright yeah play a bit of ukulele on them yeah good
2: So, yeah, that was just my housekeeping. Oh, also, if if you've enjoyed listening to us and you've enjoyed listening to us in the past, go on iTunes and leave us a review. And if it's five stars, that would be all the better. But the more reviews we get, the higher up the um, sort of search engine we get when people are looking for Disney podcasts. So...
1: And also, if you like what you listen to and you uh, are going to Disneyland Paris anytime soon Mm -hmm. or you you have aspirations to visit there at some point, we also have a second podcast uh, called The Disneyland Paris Show, which you can uh, listen to and uh, listen to us.
2: So there you go. Sell, sell, sell.
1: Yeah, too right. Uh, Just one other thing from a housekeeping point of view um, is this. We've had a big break and then we've come back now all guns blazing, but... um, Hugh and Lucy are going to Disneyland Paris in a couple of weeks, yeah. and uh, we've got various other things on, so we're, we're going to try and keep the content coming out on a regular basis, but just to warn you all, we might be a little bit sporadic. I for a think we, while.
2: we've had a discussion, and we are all really quite passionate about keeping the regular upload dates. However, when comparing diaries, there may come a sticking point. We'll try not to make it more than a week, but...
0: I think after March, we'll be all right for a little bit, And then we're all in the producers. Yeah. We might
1: be recording on the fly. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It's all good, though. And if you didn't like today's show, we are normally a lot jollier than this when we actually really like what we're watching. Yeah, go back and listen to some of the good episodes. (laughs) Yeah, watch Snow White. That's a
1: classic. It's the first one. Yeah.
2: Right. Okay, guys. Thank you. Oh, sorry, you're signing off,
1: Chris. Yeah, no, that's fine. You go and do it. Um, This is how
2: I leave parties. I just think I've had enough of this. Bye, guys. (laughs)
1: Cool, well that's about it for today, so um, we'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: Good night, children. (laughs)